0: Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. Let's grab our Bibles tonight. Cody, thank you so much. Come on, once again, let's just give it up for our worship team. Praise God. Love you, Cody. Team, love you. 2 Kings, let's go to 2 Kings chapter 4 tonight. I want to talk to you out of this fascinating story that we want to harvest revelation out of this evening. And I want to talk to you about hosting God's glory, really hosting the Lord, hosting the Lord. Of course, last week we were in the book of Luke concerning these two sisters. We'll talk about them in just a few moments, but this could literally be a part two to last week. And so I encourage you to really take some good notes. I'm in Second Kings, Chapter four. Are you there? Lord, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you for the power of your word. Lord, tonight we say that your word has final authority in our lives. Say that tonight. Lord, your word has final authority in my life. So, Lord, we thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit that rides upon the power of your word. And Lord, I pray that revelation knowledge would just be bursting, bursting open here in the house tonight and that the word goes right into the heart of every hearer in Jesus name and it equips them it empowers them. It releases inspiration, revelation. Lord, we pray that that prophetic anointing will increase here in the house of victory amongst our family, amongst this tribe in Jesus name. Lord, tonight we pray that you will teach us. Teach us your ways, pray that right now. Lord, make us a dwelling place for your glory, make us a resting place, Lord, for your glory, a habitation. Make us a habitation for your glory. Amen. Come on, say amen tonight. Amen. Here we go. I'm in verse eight right now. And now it happened one day that Elisha went down to Shunem where he where there was a notable woman and she persuaded him to eat some food. And so it was as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. I mean, she must have been a great, great cook. Hey, right. She had some terrific salsa up in the house or something, (laughs) something exciting. That Elisha liked, right? So as often as he passed by, he turned in there to eat some food. And she said to her husband, now make sure you catch that tonight because this is key. She said to her husband, look now, I know this is a holy man of God who passes by us us regularly. Please let us make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed there for him a table and a chair and a lampstand. And so it will be whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. And it happened one day that he came there and he turned into the upper room and he laid down. Then he said to Gehazi, this is Elisha. He said to Gehazi, his servant, call the Shunammite woman. And when he called her, she stood before him and he said to her, say, say this to her. Look, you have been concerned for us with all this care. Watch that. You have been concerned for us with all this care. What can I do for you? Do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? He's saying, are you desiring favor? Are you desiring some open doors? Watch her response. She said, I dwell among my own people. And so he said, What is it then that you need to what is it then to be done for her? And then Gehazi answered, actually, she has no son. Now, that's key. Notice that right there right now. She has no son and her husband is old. And so he said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway and he said, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord, man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. But the woman conceived and bore a son at the appointed time. Of which Elisha had told her. Thank you, Lord. Last week, we spoke out of Luke chapter 10. Take some notes tonight out of Luke chapter 10. If you missed last week and we were. In a house in the city of Bethany where two sisters live, their, their names were Mary and Martha and their brother's name was Lazarus. This was a house that Jesus loved to go to. It was a house that he loved to frequent. They, they loved to host Jesus. He loved to get away there. He loved to be served there. And I, last week as I was speaking, I was speaking to something that was very near and dear to my heart. And what that is, is about hosting the presence of the Lord. It's about making room for the Lord in our lives. What we learn about that story among many, many things, is that Mary chose, she discovered what is actually most important. I believe that's what we called that message, discovering what is most important. Mary sat at Jesus' feet, and and of course, you know, Martha was upset about it and interrupting Jesus. I mean, can you imagine having the audacity of interrupting Jesus while he's speaking? She's ticked, she's bothered. And she wants Mary to get up and help her in the name of the Lord. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. What she's chosen, it won't be taken from her. She's chosen what is most valuable, what's most important. I want to tell you guys something very sobering. Without the glory of God resting on us, we could be just like any other church in Sarasota. And I want to go on the record and tell you this. Sarasota doesn't just need another church. Sarasota needs a church where the people have learned how to host the presence of God, how to woo in and create the altar for the glory and the fire of God to rest on this house. So that heavenly activity starts breaking forth and people come in encountering the Lord and having deliverances and healings and miracles. Are you with me tonight? Come on, are you with me tonight? I said to you last week, and I want you to write it down. Hospitality goes a long way with God. Hospitality goes a long way with God. Now, I want to talk about this woman tonight. Let's talk about this woman for a moment, can we? Why is it that she was singled out? Why is it that she was remembered in Scripture? Why? I want you to look at verse 8. It says she was a notable woman. You want to seize that right there. You want to grab that. She was a notable woman. What does that mean? It means this woman had spiritual perception. Grab a hold of this tonight. She had spiritual perception. This woman, because she was notable, she had a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. This woman was noble. This woman was wise. This woman was hospitable. She was persuasive in a godly way. How many you can how many know you can be persuasive in a very ungodly way. But this woman was not that. This woman was very persuasive in a godly way. I want to say it again, she had a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. She had spiritual perception. She had spiritual depth. She persuaded. Look what it says. She persuaded Elijah to come in and eat at her and her husband's house. Now, I want you to grab hold of this, that word persuaded. You might want to write this. It's the Hebrew word chazaz, C-H-A-Z-A-Q, chazak. And this is what it means in the Hebrew, persuaded. It says she persuaded Elisha. It means to fasten upon It means to seize. It means to be strong. It actually means to be obstinate. It means to bind or it means to restrain. Or it means to conquer. In other words, what am I saying? This woman would not take no for an answer. Are you hearing me? This woman wasn't going to take no for an answer. She had spiritual perception. She was watching the man of God. She knew the spirit of God. She knew the spirit of God was resting on him. She wanted to make room. She submits herself to her husband. All the ladies say amen. All the husbands say amen. She went to her husband. Can we do this? Can we do it? What are you laughing about? (laughs) Hold on. I'm going to get a drink of coffee with that. She submitted to her husband. She said, honey, I want to do this. And he was like, okay, what's the plan? What are we doing? Are you with me tonight? She had spiritual perception. It says that she persuaded Elisha. And I love this. She wasn't going to take no for an answer. Why? She had vision. Grab a hold of this tonight. This woman was notable because she had vision. Take hold of this tonight. She must have been a great hostess, the hostess with the mostess. She must have been a great cook because the word says every time Elisha would pass by often, often he would pass by. Right. It says that he would turn in there. Right. It's kind of like me with with Mexican restaurants. I have an affinity for them. There's a Mexican inside of me. Hallelujah. Okay. so anyway, (laughs) I don't know what it is, but I see that Mexican restaurant and and it's like the car just goes auto. Like Bryn's like, no, Brian, keep driving, honey. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. As often as Elijah, Elisha would pass by, he would turn in there. Now, I've already said she had spiritual perception. What do I mean by that? She had spiritual perception. She could see that Elisha was no ordinary man. Now stay with me here. She could see Elisha was no ordinary man. She had a perception to understand the Spirit of God was resting upon him. The Spirit of God was dwelling upon him. Not only could she see the Spirit of God resting upon him, but she knew he was the carrier of the Word of the Lord. Are you hearing me tonight? She knew he was the carrier. He was the messenger. He was the mouthpiece for the Lord. And she had a vision. She desired that to be in her space. She desired that to be in her house, in her midst. But not only did she have perception and see that, she also made room for it. Are you catching this? In the Old Testament, we know this concerning the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had not been poured out like in Acts chapter 2, where the Holy Spirit came and indwelled them and filled them, as Cody gave that call tonight, to be filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, those who were endued by the Holy Spirit were prophets and priests and kings. Yet prophets, priests, and kings in the Old Covenant and in the Old Testament... The Spirit of God rested upon them. So what she saw was the anointing resting, habitating upon Elisha's life, and she desired to have that in proximity. She wanted to do whatever it took to make room, to make sure that that anointing, that presence of God would be all over her house. Are you hearing this tonight? Are you with me? I want to say it to you like this, Elisha was in those days the move of God. Elijah had passed on. He had been caught up in a fiery chariot with angels. He had been caught up. His mantle had come down. Elisha caught that mantle and cried out, My father! My father! He takes hold of the mantle. He strikes the Jordan. It splits in two. He walks through on dry ground. And the school of the prophets, they have an epiphany. And they say, "Uh, wow, uh, the same mantle that rests upon Elijah is on Elisha. They were perceptive. Okay. All right. I think you're still with me. Hold on a second. Not only did this woman notice that the Spirit of God rested on him, she wanted to have it in her home. Now, this is where we're going tonight, guys. This is where it hits it. She had eyes to see it. And she had eyes and perception to discern it. A lot of churches are willing to do church without the Holy Spirit. We can't afford to do that. That's never going to be who we are. You have to discern this hour. You have to discern how an utterly imperative it is that we are being led by the great shepherd himself in the church in this urgent hour. We need the Holy Spirit. We need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit where we're seeing masses of people baptized in the Holy Spirit and with fire. Can I get an amen, church? Come on, it's for you. Come on, church, it's for you and it's for this day. Not only did she recognize it, she made room for it in her life. What was she willing to do? Write it down. Personal sacrifice. What was she willing to do? Personal sacrifice. She was willing to be rightly submitted to her husband. I think that's very key. Here's something else. She was willing to reorganize her home. I wonder at times how often are we really willing to reorganize our lives and reprioritize our lives to make room for God? I wonder how many ministries and ministers are really desperate enough, really desperate enough to reprioritize and reorganize to make room for the spirit of God. You go into a lot of churches and at 12, 12, 10, they're doing this, 12, 15, they're doing this, 12, 20, they're doing this, 12, 25, they're doing this. They speak the last rites over the people. I'm sorry. I mean, the blessing over the people. And they release them. You understand what I'm saying, don't you? They're not making room for the Holy Spirit. Mm. Here's another thing she did. She inconvenienced herself. Are we willing to be inconvenienced? It's a real question, and actually it's a real question for days that are soon approaching us. To be flexible, to be adaptable, she was willing to be inconvenienced. Let me say it to you again, personal sacrifice. She was rightly submitted to her husband. She reorganized her home. She inconvenienced herself. She restructured her 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 own home to make room for the move of God in her generation. What might God ask us to do in the process? What might God ask us to do in the process of making room for his presence or in hosting the presence of God? Here's another thing about the woman I want you to grab hold of. She was a thinker. This woman was a thinker. It says she was notable. She was a thinker. She was a planner. We know this by the text. It's easy to see. She wanted more than just having lunch with Elisha. We're going somewhere tonight in this word. Stay with me. She wanted much more than just making lunch for Elisha. She told her husband, let's expand. Maybe you need to write that down. Let's expand. Oh, yes. In 2022, let's not receive containment. Let's expand. Church, grab hold of that right now. Let's not receive containment. Let's expand. She said, let's expand for the man of God. Why don't we make room for him? Maybe he'll stay. Maybe he'll stay for a night. Maybe he'll stay for a week. Maybe he'll stay for a month. Maybe he'll base his ministry out of our house. Who knows? She didn't know. Right? But she wanted that blessing to be there. And it was all about presence. It was all about anointing. She wanted that anointing to be in proximity. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what the Holy Spirit is saying? Victory, I want us to expand our way of thinking. I want us to expand our understanding. I want us to expand our dreaming. Mm. I want us to expand our, our hospitality for the Lord at working together on what it means to actually host the Lord so well. See, I believe and I, I am under a conviction that we can create a place of habitation for the Lord in such a way through growing in our place of intercession Growing in our place of prayer, growing in our place of fasting, growing in our place of corporate worship, individual worship, so much so that we start attracting more of the glory of God upon this house. That is what we're being very intentional about. That's what we're being deliberate about. It's about wooing. It's, it's a relationship that is reciprocal. If you woo heaven, if you, if you lift... It, we're not doing spiritual gymnastics up here, right? We're expecting the high and holy presence of God. When we get in here, we're just wooing the heart of the Lord. And again, like I said to you last week, we move from anointed meetings into the realm of the glory. I'm going to tell you what, it's like the bottom's going to fall out and it's going to get really deep really deep and it's going to get deep fast. Hmm. Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54. Somebody say, let's expand. expand. Verse 2. Enlarge the place of your tent. Ha ha. Enlarge the place of your tent. Glory to God. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. That's right. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. Let's say it tonight. Let's expand. Come on, church. Let's expand. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations. Are you seeing this? When you make room, what happens is the reward of the harvest starts coming to you. Come on, church. And make desolate cities inhabited. Wow. It's releasing an anointing a power upon cities Upon regions, if we will enlarge our faith tonight, enlarge the place of our tent, stretch out your curtains of your dwelling, do not spare, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, you're going to expand to the right and to the left, your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited, do not fear, for you will not be ashamed, neither disgrace, neither disgrace, For you will not be put to shame. Somebody shout hallelujah. You're not going to be put to shame. You're not going to be put to shame. For you'll forget the shame of your youth. And you'll never remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. Wow. God's saying, I want to expand you. I want to bless you. I want to increase you. You're not going to be contained. You're not going to be set back. You're going to be increased. God is setting you up for increase. You're not getting ready to be set back. You're getting ready to be set up by God. It takes faith to receive it. We're not a people that, that, that's sitting here saying, well, well, God can't bless me in 2022. Look at everything that's happening. Is God still God? Yes. I mean, even when you got a demonized administration in Washington, D.C., Washington, is God still God? Yes. Is God still going to be good to you? Yes. Is God still going to bless you and provide for you? Yes. Is God still going to show you His favor and loving kindness? Yes. Is God still going to illuminate your path? Yes. That's right. There you are, church. Come on. Glory, Glory to God. Yes. Glory. He says expand, stretch out. Lengthen your cords, put down your stakes, put down your stakes. What's he saying? Lay claim to it. If you're going to put down your stakes, you're going to lay claim to it. You're going to say this is mine and the enemy cannot have it. Some of you are taking hold of this. If you want more of the presence of God to dwell with you or on you or on your business, Or on your kids. How many of you want more of the glory and the presence resting on your kids and your grandkids? Can I get an amen? You want more of the glory in your home. You want more of the glory in this church. Then I encourage you. Expand your lifestyle. Expand your lifestyle. Reprioritize your life. Make more room for the Lord. Just make more room in your house, reprioritize, reconstruct things in your home to make room for God. Make time for the word to develop your inner life, to fortify you this year of 2022. Make more time for the word, make more time for worship, make make more time for exhorting one another, speaking to what the Lord is saying to you in the word, speaking the word over over one another, encouraging one another in the word. Glory to God. Glory to God. And then make the necessary sacrifices. This is good. Make the necessary sacrifices. Cut out the things that you need to ignore right now. Cut out the distractions. Neglect the things that you must neglect in this hour. See, our whole, how do I say this? Our whole service, what we do, whether we're in a prayer meeting, whether we're in home services, house fires, corporate gatherings like this, everything that we are doing as a family and a body is to accommodate what the Lord desires and wants. Everything. That's the priority. The Lord is setting the agenda for the house. When we get on this campus and we begin to pray and we begin to intercede and we ask for the counsel of the Lord, we ask for the mind of the Lord, the wisdom of God, we start building the atmosphere. We start praying over this place. We start praying over this campus. We start praying and bathing the worship. What's going to happen in this house? What are we doing? We are setting in order to accommodate what the Lord desires, what the Lord wants. Guys, it's not ministry to people first. It's ministering unto the Lord that is first i got to say that again. It's not ministering to people first. It's ministering unto the Lord first. Once you minister unto the Lord, you're going to have tons of reservoirs to release ministry to everyone else. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Glory to God. Love you, honey. You know, Brenna and I, We are pioneering this church and we're not pioneering this church alone. We're pioneering this church with a phenomenal team of people. But I want to tell you, I want to (laughs) praise the Lord. I want to tell you why. Because we're giving God what he wants. Not what we want. We're giving the Lord what he wants. We're giving the Lord what he's been dreaming about. He's the one who said, listen, guys, if the Lord would have said Alaska, we'd be in Alaska right now. We didn't move here for the beaches. How many of you love the beaches? Look at that. The church is excited. Oh, (laughs) I feel the Lord. Yes. Yes. I love the beaches. I didn't move here for the ocean. I love it. I didn't move here for the palm trees. I love it. I love our city. In fact, I love everything about it. I love to drive it. I love to smell it. I love to see it. I love to walk it. I love to walk and pray. I do it in the mornings. I do it late at nights. I go all over. I love it. But I want to tell you something, if the Lord would have said Alaska, we'd be in Alaska right now because we didn't come here for just palm trees and beaches. We came here because it was God's dream. That we would plant a place that would give God what he wants. I'll tell you what. I am fixated and set on making sure that we make room for the glory of God. I am so fixated on building a real altar. And it's really the way I see it. Every time we're together, this is more than seeing each other and high fiving each other and smacking backs. And I love it all. And I love people loving each other appropriately because I love people. I get energized by people. I love to be with people. I love y'all. Y'all. That was Kentucky, Kentucky for you. I love y'all, y'all. I love it all. I love to be together. I'm energized by people, but I want to tell you what I see in the spirit is us creating and building the altar for the Lord's glory and fire to descend and that we become a house of habitation. We become a house of revelation. We become a house of the dwelling place of the Lord. The more that all of us get pregnant with this vision that I'm talking about, the more that we get pregnant with this vision that I am talking about, the more that you grab hold of it, the more that you take ownership of it, it will be easier for you to understand where we are going. This is key. And it, it comes to a house that will prioritize the presence of God. It comes to a people who will reorganize their life. They will literally sacrifice. They will put themselves out because I tell our team, I tell our own family, look, remember everything that we are doing, we are doing as unto the Lord. If you're just trying to do stuff for people, you're going to get wore out and and very disappointed right away. And we're not people that are slugging through, just looking for people's approval. Can we just serve you? No, this is under the Lord. This is under the Lord, the work that has to be done, setting the priority. This is his house. It's a joy to serve in the house of God. Come on, it's a joy to serve in the house of God, church. Now, I got to move on with this story. This is so awesome. I want you to write this down. There is a reward for those who learn the secret of hosting his presence. There is a reward for those who learn the secret of hosting his presence. Remember what Jesus said? Jesus said in Matthew 6, he said, when you pray, when you give, when you fast, your father sees you in secret and he wants to reward you openly don't forget about that. The Father wants to reward us openly if we do it right. Remember Jesus said in Matthew 6 and verse 38, He said, Give, and it shall be given back unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give back unto you. This woman was making all kinds of extravagant moves and shifts. And reconstructions, reprioritizing that the house with no reward in mind. Remember what he said. Do you want me to speak to the king? Do you You want me to do that? No, no, no. I'm, I'm good amongst my own people. I love the humility in that. Did you hear it? Go to verse 11 with me. And it happened one day that he came there and he turned into the upper room to lay down there. And then he said to Gehazi, his servant, call the Shudamite woman. When he called her, she stood before him. He said, say now to her, look, you've been so concerned for us with all this care. What can I do for you? Oh, my gosh. Grab a hold of that. What can I do for you? Do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king or the commander of the army? And she answered, I dwell among my own people. And so he said, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, actually, she has no son. I love his perception there. And her husband is old. So he said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway. And then he said, about this time, next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord, man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. But the woman conceived, oh my gosh, the woman conceived and bore a son when the appointed time had come, just as Elisha has, had told her. Write this down. If you make room for God, God will make room for you. If you make room for God, God will surely make room for you watch this guys learn this truth tonight or rediscover it tonight while elisha is laying on his bed you got to catch it the holy spirit starts stirring up on the inside of elisha what is this woman's need see how it works she put herself out she did all that her and her husband Made all the room. But while the the man of God, while the servant of the Lord is in the house, what happens is the Holy Spirit starts brewing up on the inside her need. Oh, you got to grab hold of this. He starts thinking about something. What's he thinking about? I want to bless this person. The silence of the lambs has hit the church. I want to bless this woman. What does she need? What does she need? Gehazi, take a look around. What does this woman need? He questions, what can I do for you? I I got a question for you tonight. How would you like God to ask you? (laughs) Son, what would you like me to do for you? Romans chapter 8 says this. It says, he who spared not his own son, shall he not then freely give us things. How would you like how would you like to host the Lord in such a way that the Lord just says, what do you all want? Oh, my gosh, I hope this is setting in on you. You see, relationship is reciprocal. When you make room for God, God watches Second Chronicles six, 16, verse nine, it says, for the eyes of the Lord, they roam to and fro throughout the whole earth, seeking whose hearts are loyal unto him that he might show himself strong on their behalf. Look at verse 13. I'm in the story. Look at verse 13. No, you don't have to talk to the king for me. Look at her humility. Don't go telling everybody about me, Elisha. Don't don't tell him everything that I've done. She wasn't that person. Now, Elisha, make sure you put my picture on your website. (laughs) Elisha, I I want you to tell everyone about the contributions that I've given to your ministry. I'd love for you to do that. No, she was a notable woman. She was a spiritual woman. She was a perceptive woman. She was a giver. Ooh, she was a giver. Say it. She was a giver. She says, no, I'm fine. All I want is to have God's presence in my house. She doesn't reveal her need. Did you catch it? She doesn't even reveal her need. That's humility. She doesn't even reveal her need. Are you catching this? It shows you what kind of person she is. Verse 16. You got to catch this. She's saying, prophet, don't play with my emotions. Don't be playing with me here. She wasn't worried about prestige. She wasn't concerned about prosperity. Her dream was a son. Her dream was posterity. She wanted a son. God knows our deepest desires. I believe somebody needs to be told this tonight. God knows your deepest, deepest desires and God cares about it. God loves your desires. He loves to give good gifts to his children. Can I get an amen in this house? You all afraid of being rewarded from God? Oh, good, good. How about this section? Okay. What am I saying tonight? I'm saying this is such a simple message. I'm saying if you make room, there's going to be an eternal reward for us setting the priority of this house. And people will come. Guys, people will begin to come. They're going to be coming. You're going to be coming to me. You're going to say. The transsexuals are here. The homosexuals are here. The drug addicts here. The broken are here. The fragile marriage and chaos and craziness is here. And they'll come in. They'll come in to the presence of the Lord. Guys, I'm telling you one glory encounter. One glory encounter will transform A life. One glory encounter will transform a life. One glory encounter will transform someone who is confused about their identity. Mm, My Lord. I want to go to this last verse tonight. I want to go to verse 17. But the woman conceived and bore a son when the appointed time had come, when Elisha had told her. I want you to write it down tonight. There is an appointed time for your blessing. There is an appointed time for your blessing. Are you making room for it? I said, are you making room for it? Bren, I believe there is an appointed time for the miracle campus of victory at Church of His Presence. I believe there's an appointed time, and we are making room for it. Our faith is alive, our faith is burning, there's no turning back. It's going to happen. And the time came that she held her miracle in her hands. That's a beautiful, beautiful picture. It's a unique story that I just wanted to use as a prophetic canvas, if you will, just a prophetic canvas. It's amazing that the the scriptures encapsulized this story to teach us about making room for the presence of God. I tell you, church, I tell you, Victory, if we collectively can learn the sacred art of what it means to build the altar, to build the house of the Lord, to host the Lord. Right. There's no limits to what God can do. There's literally, literally no limit to what God can do. Glory to God. Here's my commitment, and I want you to come, Cody, if you would. Here's my commitment this year. And I pray it's yours. Everything that we do, everything that we do in this house is going to be anchored to making room for the glory. Everything, everything. That's my commitment. Everything that we do will be about hosting and making room for God. I am anticipating. What this year is going to look like and manifest for every one of you. And guys, there's going to be so many testimonies that are going to be popping through this family, testimonies of miracles, testimonies of favor, testimonies of open doors. And we'll all know what the secret sauce was of 2022. The secret sauce was we made more room. We neglected everything else that wasn't important. And we gave all of our priority, all of our effort to saying, God, this is your house. You build the house. You're the great shepherd of the house. So, Lord, tonight, teach us. Teach us, Lord. how to steward your presence with maturity. Teach us, Lord, and lead us in the path. Lord, in the path of discovery. Lord, my mind right now is going to Pastor Kilpatrick. In Pensacola. Praying through the night hours before the revival in the night, the night hours in the sanctuary with no no lights on, but just walking and making room, Lord, and stretching his hands out and saying, God, come, God, come, God, come, God, come. And that church making room. And for two and a half years, praying and interceding and saying, God, we desire your presence. We desire glory, and Lord, you came. You came to Pensacola. (laughs) And six million people from all over the earth came, from every continent, from every nation, came through those front doors to encounter the glory. And Lord Brennan and I came, many of us came. We came, Lord. Lord, we say victory is yours. We say victory is yours, Lord. This is a church of your presence. And Lord, we desire you. Teach us to build the altar, Lord. and Let us not grow weary in well-doing. For in due season, we shall reap if we faint not.
1: Hallelujah!
0: Hallelujah! Jesus, we worship you. We worship you. Glory to God. Mm. Yeah, Cody, I want you to. I want you to lead us in that. Let's stand tonight before our altar team comes. I just want Cody to lead us in this. tore down. This is your house, Lord. This is your house. Have your glory. Have your glory, Lord. This is your house. Can we give the Lord a mighty, mighty praise in this place? like our altar team to come. We've prepared to minister to you, pray with you, agree with you tonight. If there would be any, any need in your life that you would like agreement with tonight, we're believing for miracles in this house. We love you. We bless you. If you have to go, man, have a miracle week. Guys, let's have a miracle week. Amen. Let's have, let's have an extraordinary week to the glory of god for those of you that would like to just come into the altar spend quality time with the lord find a place to kneel we want that as well be with the lord but if you need prayer tonight our prayer team is ready good night everybody we love you very very much those of you online god bless you we love you thank you for listening to victory church of his presence sermon of the week For more information, go to our website at VictoryFLA.com or download the Victory FLA app.